a Graham Park in Cranberry on Saturday uh, running the Penguins Foundation Deck Hockey Tournament. Wonderful facility. It has everything. Soccer fields, a Miracle League field, baseball, softball, tennis, bocce. And there were eight courts for something called pickleball. Pickleball is paddle tennis played with kind of square paddles. Real clunky. A limited flight ball which resembles a wiffle ball. And it's on a smaller version of a tennis court. In other words, it's tennis with a lot less speed, skill, and athleticism. Pickleball is a metaphor for America. Everything is being dumbed down and made easier. Hey, Pickleball, you suck. And guess what? You just made the list. I saw a couple people playing pickleball. Not exactly world-class athletes. You could play pickleball on crutches or in a coma. I'm pretty sure I could play pickleball. Pretty sure. The list is brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cunt on a name you could trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I shouldn't have done this, but I did anyway. And I do like Trevor Williams. I think he's not at all full of himself on Twitter. I think he's good in social media. And he had one heck of a season. So Trevor Williams just tweeted, a huge thank you to everybody that came out to PNC Park to support us in 2018. Although we did not accomplish the goal we set in spring training, there is a lot to look forward to in 2019. See you there. And I couldn't resist. I replied via quote tweet. You almost could have sent out individual notes. You know, because it was the all-time low attendance at PNC Park. Whammy. That's one where you wish, like, uh, a guy who's a dink would have sent it out. You just stick it up his backside. I will say that about the Pirates. As I mentioned last week, when they got on that little win streak, five games, they did show resiliency after collapsing in early August and dropping out of the wild card race. They hung in there. If they finish above 500, that will still not be successful because, like Trevor Williams says just here, they didn't reach their goal. They didn't make the playoffs. But they battled. There was no quit in them. Their young nucleus, the new emerging nucleus, ain't that bad. But doesn't it suck to know they will never add enough onto it? That they won't spend or acquire or do anything that involves increasing payroll by very much. But they got a bunch of competitors and pretty nice guys. There's not one guy on that team now I just don't like. I mean, I don't know them. I never go there. I go one, I only went once this year. I usually go twice or three times. I still love the food at the... Uh, I forget the name of the club now. Oh, the Cambria Club. I think I do have early onset something or other. I forget what. Uh, it, but anyway, uh, you don't have guys that you look at and say, this guy's a dink. So, beat them bucks. 412-333-9939. Okay. Uh, Lev Bell has usurped the Steelers game's headlines. 
So I'm going to play into that. Lev Bell is reportedly on the trade block. The New York Jets are reportedly interested. What's the least you would take for Le'Veon Bell? What's the most you could realistically get? And are there certain teams you wouldn't trade him to? I think the most you can get is a second-round pick, and I don't think you'll probably get that either. And if you're only going to get a third, well, you would get the third earlier if you made the trade. I think if you leave me a free agency, you have to wait for the compensatory third-round pick until 2020. And by the way, Steeler fans, if you think 2020 seems a long way away, Pat Narduzzi has four years on his contract past that. Pitt fans are going to learn the definition of hard times. Hard times, long times, daddy. But uh, I wouldn't trade Bell for less than a second, and I don't think they'll get a second. I wouldn't trade into New England no matter what. So those are my parameters for trading Le'Veon Bell. And I don't think he wants to be traded. I think now he wants to sit out the whole year. When he showed up fat in the videos, the rap video and the jet ski video, that told me he doesn't want to play this year. Because if he comes back fat and can't be played or doesn't play well, that will hurt his marketing and free agency. If he doesn't come back at all, then all he has to do is get back in shape. That young man, I can't say he played it wrong until we see how it works out. But Lev Bell played it a lot different than I ever dreamed he would. And certainly a lot different than the Steelers thought he would because, as I've said many, many times, they never thought he wouldn't show up and have been very rattled because he hasn't. 412-333-9939. Steelers in Tampa tonight. Uh, Tampa was supposed to suck. Everybody picked them last in the NFC South. I kept seeing records like 5-11, 6-10. Now they're 3-0. and They still might suck, though. Can't run the ball. Their defense is awful. It's allowed 30 points per game. They've allowed 77% completions uh, by opposing quarterbacks over the first two games. Their defensive backfield might actually be worse than the Steelers. The big thing for the Steelers is you got to prevent big plays like with Deshaun Jackson. He's had a couple splash plays already this season. And the Steelers got to get a lead. They got to control the ball and not just trade points. And I keep coming back to running the ball and controlling the clock and the ball. If the Steelers have learned one thing so far this season, it is. They cannot rely on their defense even a little bit. But the Bucks run that spread formation just like Kansas City. And Fitzmagic is a hot quarterback right now. And the Steelers might use a lot of spread formations as well. The Steelers' defense is just so bad, it brings a lot of variables into play. I would imagine that defense is so bad that it has Tomlin and both his coordinators second-guessing themselves out the yin-yang. Between that defense being putrid and Bell not showing up, the Steelers have had to think on the fly and then rethink again. Your thoughts, 412-333-9939. Let's go to Anthony in Youngstown. Anthony, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hello, how you doing? Good. I think they should trade Le'Veon Bell for try to trade him for Earl Thomas, send him to Seattle. Yeah, uh, Seattle wouldn't do that. Seattle needs Earl Thomas, I think, more than they need Le'Veon Bell. 
And, and like, why would the Steelers trade one problem for another? Why would they trade Le'Veon Bell for Earl Thomas when he refuses to practice? Because their defense is terrible. Okay, I'll say it again. Why would they want a guy who refuses to practice? I mean, is that the kind of team you want this to be, where the wide receiver doesn't show up for meetings and the safety doesn't show up for practice? Do you want the team to descend even further chaos? Because that chaos is not doing them any good, is it? Yeah, but maybe when it becomes the Pittsburgh, he might work a little harder. Now, you do understand Seattle's been better than Pittsburgh the last how many years, right? Yeah. You do understand that Seattle has won a Super Bowl and been in two Super Bowls since the Steelers were last in one, right? Yes, I know that. Okay, so it will not be a step up coming from Seattle to Pittsburgh for Earl Thomas. Uh, they got to get rid of Le'Veon Bell no matter what happens. Uh, no, they don't. You let him sit at home. He's not hurting them sitting at home. He's not taking their money sitting at home. He's not disrupting their locker room sitting at home. He's not a fat pig sitting at home. Sitting at home is where they want him to be. You don't do stuff out of revenge. You do what helps your team. Do you think he's helping by sitting at home, though? Yes, more than he would be if he came to the team now, 15 pounds overweight, and didn't have his heart in it. He's helping much more not being here. And if you think he's going to show up when he does show up in shape with his head in the game, boy, you're dumber than I think. No, nah, no. Nah, he's, he's I thought they should have traded him two and a half or three years ago when he started all this. You know, just when I think you couldn't be stupider, you top yourself. Well done. You know when they should have traded him? They should have traded him this past off season. But if I didn't see this coming, how could we have expected the Steelers to? Let's go to Lee in the car. Lee, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Hi, Lee. Hey, what do you think if the Steelers are, you know, kind of out of it by week 10 or whenever he has to show up and instead of just sitting him and giving him what he wants and let him keep healthy, just put him in there and let him decide for himself how he looks, you know? Let him do his own thing. I, I, mean, don't, you know, I don't know what they'll do if he shows up now. If he shows up out of shape, I don't know what they'll do. And you're right. Whether they're in it or out of it might be a big variable. Although by week 10, I don't think they'll be mathematically out of it. Do you? Uh, probably not. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to win a couple games. Between, I mean. Bro, even though they've started out really horribly, I would be shocked if they weren't at least 5-5 five and five after after 10 games. I would hope so because I mean, it does seem like it's, it's crumbling before the eyes. I mean, it's almost... It's, it's been crumbling before your eyes. I just noticed it before anybody else. Bro, how many times do I have to say, and there are people sticking up my backside because I said Tiger would never win again, and that's not what I said. I said he'd never win another major again, and that he'd probably never win another tournament again, but probably is a word easily compromised. But I've been saying for years you don't win with the Toxic Twins, that you don't win with Bell and Brown. That's true. It's, it's damn true. Let's take one more quickie. Steve in Moon Township. Steve, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M. How you doing today, man? Great. Good. Hey, hey Mark, uh, a couple schools of thought. If, if, the, if, the, uh, if, if Le'Veon Bell didn't show up, and I don't think that was going to happen if he decided not to, the Steelers could draw their line to stand and put the screws to him and keep him and tag him again next year for spite. That Why would they but, do that? How many times do I have to say that successful athletic teams – don't make moves out of revenge or spite. No, no, I, 
I agree with that, okay? But also, if he goes to another team, which he's going to, the way he is a patient runner, and our guys have had to learn to adjust to hold their blocks, and, and it could be a colossal failure for a while. For okay, but fun. don't you understand he doesn't care about that? No, no. no Once no, he I gets think, the I, deal he's looking for and has that guaranteed money, it won't matter to him what happens after, which is why the Steelers were right to not sign him long term. Well, I agree, but that would prompt the team to maybe take a look at that. I mean, if you see it, it's obvious, and it's obvious to me as well. Other teams have to look at it. All it takes is one team. Le'Veon Bell showed up in a jet ski video fat and in a rap video fatter, and the Jets still want him. He's been a pain in the ass nonstop since the day he set foot in the league. He double-crossed his team, double-crossed his teammates, and the Jets still want him. But they might not want him at what he thinks they want him at, is what is what I'm saying. So he might not get the value he thinks he's going to get. He's going to get the value he thinks he's going to get because it's a league gone mad and a world not far behind. I mean, i got to go over the Earl Thomas thing again. If you haven't heard this story, Earl Thomas plays safety for Seattle. Pretty good player. He's in the last year of his deal. They won't give him what he wants in a long-term deal. But he is signed. He is under contract. He is obligated, and he's refusing to practice. He says, they haven't invested in me. I'm invested in myself. I'm keeping my body 100. And he's just refusing to practice, and they're playing him anyway. That is a league gone mad. Antonio Brown missed the meeting. They're playing him anyway. It's a league gone mad. For years, the owners screwed the players with that one-sided CBA, no guaranteed money, a franchise tag that keeps free agency from being free. And now the players are firing back. And they ain't got any of the things I just mentioned, but they're doing crap like this and getting away with it. I'm not sure what good it leads to, but I can't believe a guy refused to practice and still played. I can't believe AB refused to go to a meeting and he still played. I can't believe it. That would never happen in hockey. I'm not even sure it happens in baseball or basketball. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, huge fan. You're talking to the super genius. No doubt, Double M. Hey, Mark, who's the best onion ring? Ooh. The X at 105.9. Tweeted back. He said, hi, Mark. Do you still think the earth is flat? He made that reference once before when I talked about not wanting nets, the protective netting at ballparks. I... I really don't know what he means with the earth is flat stuff, but then again, half the time when he pitches, I don't know what he's trying to do out there either, although he had an excellent second half of the season. Can't take that away from him, but uh, whatever. I tweeted back just a minute ago, you were sucking up to the paying customers. I went to a game this year, you know. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter. At Mark Madden X. Uh, here's something Jeff Diamond, former NFL president and GM, wrote about Le'Veon Bell. He said, for a six-year player who has missed 14 games in his career due to injury, not to mention games missed for suspensions, Bell's questionable durability was already on the minds of GMs. Bell's camp only amplifies the injury factor when it talks about his staying out of harm's way with a late-season return. Finally, I think it's fair to ask the question, how much does this guy love the game? Well, that last part is a very fair question. 
The part before that, though, I don't think you're going to give rise to questions about your durability when you take a season off to protect and prolong that durability. And had he played this season, even had he played all 16 games, I don't know if that quells the concerns about durability. I just think it takes one team to be nuts enough to give him what he wants, and one team will. For sure. And let's not forget, Bell had 400 touches last year. He played every game. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. How's it going today? What's up? Hey, um, my, I might be off base here, but I'm wondering, why would anybody want to trade for Bell? And if they did get did trade for him, why would he have any incentive to sign if he can't sign for any more than what the franchise tag is worth? You know I, I don't know. I don't know any of this. I wouldn't want him. If I'm the Steelers, I don't want him. I don't cut him, but I don't want him. Right, but I, I'm just saying, why would he have any incentive to play for the Jets and risk injury on a franchise? You know what I mean? It's not like they can pay him $18 million this season. Well, the way I think this will work out is the Jets will talk to his agent, and his agent will either give them an indication he would like to stay there long term, or the Jets shouldn't waste their time bringing him in now. I think their agent's going to use this to try to prime the pump to finding a team that will want to sign Bell long term, although... There's certainly no guarantees because he can't do it till after the season, and the team that trades for Bell as a rental is under no obligation to keep him long-term or even make him an offer. But you do get to talk to the executives. You do get to deal with the coach. You can get a bit of a feel. Fair enough. Fair enough. At, at the very least, you know what this enables Bell to do? At the very least, his agent talking to teams, because his agent is talking to teams. When the Steelers said they would listen to offers... That was an invitation for his agent to talk to teams. Right. It gives it gives the free agent it gives the uh, the agent Bakari a chance to start the vetting process for free agency that much earlier. A little bit earlier. Not that he hadn't been doing it anyway. Let's go to uh, Evan in Minnesota. Evan, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, good day, Mark. Good day. Um, I'm totally with you on uh, the second-round pick, trying to get one of those from the Jets. But um, if I'm the Steelers, I would maybe try a one-for-one with Darren Lee because he's he's real athletic, a lot like Ryan Shazier. I don't think you're going to make a trade for a player with Le'Veon Bell. I don't think you're going to trade a rental for a guy like that. I just don't. Yeah. And why is yeah, that guy? Why is Darren Lee available? I don't think he is. But I well, mean, then why would you suggest I, trade for him? I got an idea. Let's trade Lev Bell for O.J. Simpson in his prime. You know, before he killed people. Yikes. Let's go to Jeremy in Heidelberg. Jeremy, you're only the super genius. Oh, hang up and... I will indeed hang up and dial again. Let's go to John in the car. John, you're on with double hey, M. Hey, sir, good morning. What up? Good afternoon, sir. Hey, what team, I want to know from your, your perspective, what team in their right mind would take Le'Veon Bell with all the toxicity and baggage that comes it with It only him? takes one, bro. Really... It only I takes know. one. Like, believe me when I tell you, 
People roll their eyes when I say this, but everything I've said about Bell and Brown has turned out to be true. Every single thing. Bell's going to get exactly what he wants in free agency. Exactly what he wants. Okay. I, I mean, I believe you wholeheartedly. I just, it boggles my mind. It boggles mine, too, but uh, some things are easily noticed. And this is one of them. Okay, we got one more segment for Steeler Calls. Um, and then we got Ask Mark Anything after that. Which way is this game going to go tonight? I said earlier, I'm picking the Steelers plus one. But I have no real feel for how this game's going to go. It wouldn't shock me if the Steelers killed Tampa. wouldn't shock me if Tampa killed the Steelers. What makes this game an odd dynamic is the Bucks are a crap team playing real well. And eventually they'll be a crap team again. Eventually Fitzmagic will dissipate. But will it happen by 8.30 tonight? The Steelers are supposedly a good team. They're playing like a crap team, but maybe they're a crap team. I talked about New England hitting a wall. Maybe the Steelers have. Maybe the toxicity finally caught up. We got Dave and Doug on hold. Please do stay on hold. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? We're all going to rock to the rules I make. Double M, big fan. How you like it now, bitch? The X at 105.9. People want to talk pickleball, but I won't let them. Have you ever seen pickleball? Like I said, it's tennis without the skill, athleticism, or speed. And it really is a metaphor for America. We're dumbing down everything. We're making everything easier. Things should be hard. And if people can't do them, tough luck. Instead of easy, that's so everybody can do them. There's no greatness in easy. Hard is greatness. And that's the problem with social media. All you dorks on Twitter think that Twitter makes you me. It doesn't make you me, and I could give you 330,000 reasons why. Steelers against Tampa tonight. Steelers have a bad defense, a backup running back. DeCastro and Gilbert hurt, and their entire season's on the line. Not at all a difficult situation, no pressure whatsoever. But I still feel like the Steelers are going to win. I don't think they're going to start 0-2-1. I, I think they suck, but I don't think they suck bad enough to start 0-2-1. I don't think they suck bad enough to let their season peter out just three weeks in. I really do think Connor's going to play a big role tonight, and the ground game is going to play a big role tonight. I think the Steelers are going to try to make their defense better by keeping it off the field. And that's so old school, it's nauseating. But if the Steelers saw that as their best, maybe even their only option, I would not blame them at all. Uh, Lev Bell is reportedly up for trade. The New York Jets have reportedly already inquired. Uh, What I think is a shocking Steeler lineup move. Cody Sensabaugh was taking first-team reps this week. And he may start tonight ahead of Artie Burns. That's a fourth-round pick who's been cut four times, taking the place of a first-round pick who admittedly has been disappointing. But boy, what a bitter pill that is for Artie Burns to swallow and 
Maybe that's the purpose of Sensabaugh taking those first-team reps and potentially starting tonight. I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring game like that Kansas City game. I don't know if the Steelers can afford to let that happen. I'm not even sure that Tampa Bay can afford to let that happen. Uh, We talked earlier about the Pirates. They wrapped up the home portion of their schedule with a 13-6 loss to Milwaukee. Attendance was an all-time low for PNC Park, 1.465 million. That's down over a million from 2015, down over 400K from last year. As I said at season start, there isn't a trust level between the fans with the team anymore. And how the Pirates regenerate that, I do not know. I think making the games entertaining by having a guy like Feliz throw a wild pitch with the bases loaded that scored all three runs, that might bring more people to the ballpark. That's something even Clint Hurdle had never seen before. A big moment yesterday at, at PNC. Again, I just laugh. This shows how we get sentimental about everybody. How everybody has a sob story, and we want to do an ESPN 30 for 30 or an E60 about them. Nobody's just the guy who came and played and did okay and left. Jay Hay and Jordy Mercer got pulled out of the game by Hurdle in the middle of the top of the eighth. They were on the field. They were called off and replaced because it's probably... Well, it is certainly their last games as Pirates. They're not going to be brought back. And Hurdle wanted them to get like a standing O. And they did get a lot of applause, but those two guys are curtain jerkers. They're mediocre players. Why would you have a convoluted salute orchestrated for two mediocre talents like that? And if you do it for them, where does it stop? Mercer's a banjo-hitting shortstop. Jay Hayes is a super utility guy who had, like, one great season and one okay season. And we're orchestrating farewells for them. A- again, where's it stop? Garrett Cole didn't get that. And Garrett Cole contributed more than either of those two jabrones. Let's go to Seth and Harmer. Seth, you're on with Mark Madden. Good day, sir. I said good day. Uh, just the point you just brought up about the Steelers' defense and you know, kind of how maybe the best strategy for the Steelers' offense is to kind of keep them off the field. I mean, the way it worked last week, didn't it seem like Kansas City kind of gashed them for large chunks? They weren't long drives. They got off the field kind of quickly because they were getting scored on so fast, and the Steelers had long drives. Don't you think maybe that would be a good strategy for the rest of the year because they can't stop a Class A offense? I don't know that there's a good strategy for this team considering how bad its defense is. You know, I bet they second-guessed themselves on both sides of the ball with every facet of their game plan based on two things, that defense being that bad and Lev Bell not showing up. Don't, yeah, you, th- I mean, don't I, you think they thought their defense would be a bit better than this? I mean, I didn't. I feel like they wouldn't think it would be that bad. Like, Well, bad well no, te- no team good. goes into a season with a defense this bad without trying to fix it, and they didn't. They drafted a backup quarterback instead of a linebacker. Right. I just don't think they know what to do. Whenever you see a defensive scheme getting so complicated that guys are having trouble getting on and off the field, it shows they don't know what to do. 
That defense is so bad, they don't know what to do. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ricky in Greensburg. Ricky. Okay, this here is Ricky. Hey, uh, I've got to trade, trade uh, Bell and a second-round pick to Dallas for Ezekiel Elliott. What do you think of that? Yeah, they're just not going to do that. Now, let me ask you some questions about yourself. The, the, yeah. the Cowboys wouldn't do it, and the Steelers couldn't do it. My first question to you is how stupid are you? I got a test IQ 166. I heard that's pretty good around these parts. You are a stupid, corncob, pipe-smoking, moonshine-swilling hillbilly who just suggested cur- one of the dumbest trades in the history of this or any other radio show. You curtain jerkers. Woo-hoo, you really got me there, Jed. I caramba. Let's go to Al on the road. Hey, Al. You're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, wanted to see what you thought. Uh, what is the main reason you feel that the, the Steelers keep Tomlin as a head coach right now with everything that's going because on? Because they don't fire their head coach. Okay, I, which I, I understand. I agree with that. But how, how much more disarray and... A whole lot more. Dis- how much you want to see? Because you're going to get to see it. They don't fire their head coach. Well, I mean, as a Steeler fan, uh, I agree. I guess I need to say it really slowly. They don't fire their head coach. And what you think as a Steeler fan doesn't matter to them at all because they don't fire their head coach. They've had three coaches since 1969. You know why? Because they don't fire their head coach. They do things differently, and can you say it's been bad? Can you say it hasn't worked? Because I think it has worked. I, I, I agree. I think it's worked, but uh, you know, championships aren't, aren't here. He hasn't produced. I mean, I don't care about his regular season. Nor do uh, I. I, I. I think the, the mold is uh, how he brings in the championship. And all that, I, I think last year's season was an unmitigated disaster because they went 0-1 in the playoffs. And the fact that they yep. went 13-3 in the regular season makes it even more of a disaster because there's no excuse for 13-3 team to be won and done in the playoffs. But, again, they don't fire their head coach. I hear other shows and they debate about firing Tomlin. Why would the host bother to debate something that's not going to ever happen? And if it does happen, then we got plenty to talk about, but they don't fire their head coach. Let's go to Dan in the car. Dan, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Good, uh, good evening. Right. Hey, a couple points. Um, you said about the Pirates and, you know, how do you fix that, um, you know, with the... The trust, the, right, with the fans. I, I think you, you see at the end of the year here, um, I believe they're going to sit around almost $30 million to spend in, in cap space. There's no cap in baseball, Dan. Thanks for the call. For the stupidity of the calls we've had this segment, I now ask you to indulge 15 seconds of silence. Thank you.
It's not time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, how you doing? Good. Mace is always a component of any nice day. Thank you for making my day. Yeah, what you said. The X at 105.9. Time not to ask, Mark, anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chapino located in the Strip. Uh, I got a, a tweet from a guy named Mark regarding me making fun, uh, criticizing, really, the Pirates' low attendance, the lowest attendance in PNC Park history. Mark tweets, wait, now it's the fans' fault who you said shouldn't even go to the games to support the team? They should do that as a boycott. You said that multiple times. No. I never called for a boycott of Pirate Games on this show. In fact, quite the opposite. I don't believe in that sort of crap. You want to go? Go. You think it's a good time at the ballpark? Go. You think it's a competitive team? If that's your thing, then go. I never called for a boycott. In fact, go on Twitter and tell this idiot, oh, faithful listeners, that I never did that. It's the lowest attendance in PNC Park history. You don't think that's a big deal? Because I guarantee you the Hillbilly Prince thinks that's a real big deal. And it will not bode well for payroll. You'll find out just how big a deal it is in the not-too-distant friggin' future. Also, I rethought my response to Trevor Williams when he did that flat earth thing. I, I put out some lame response before, but I deleted that. And I tweeted back instead about as flat as your curveball in May and June. Because he was good after that, but bad before that. And if you think that's no big deal, well, maybe they're in the playoffs if Trevor Williams is consistent throughout the season and not just good in the second half. Although he's a good pitcher. Everyone says he's a good guy, too. But you don't get the F with the super genius. That guy, Mark, who tweeted about me saying there's a boycott, how can I live with his 482 followers thinking that I called for a boycott? Boycott his his Twitter. That's what I recommend. Let's go to uh, Christian in South Park. Christian, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I uh, was wondering, what is your official prediction for the Steelers' regular season record? For the first time in a long time, I cannot be right. I predicted 10-6, and six, and of course there's been a tie already. Thank you. And, you know, you don't get to change your prediction when they get off to a bad start. Although my prediction does not look good because I thought they'd be 3-0 and after tonight. If they're 1-1-1, and I could still see them getting to 10-5-1. and Or 9-6-1. and You know, split the difference with my pick. If they lose tonight, I can see it imploding. I really can it's a panicky atmosphere around the team, and I don't care what they say when they talk about no turmoil in the clubhouse, yada, yada. And I keep going back to Belknot showing up and the way they reacted that Wednesday before the Week 1 game at Cleveland. They were rattled by that, and I think they stayed rattled. And then A.B. with his media gathering on Thursday, which was just a lengthy cry for help by a guy who contradicted himself constantly and just appears to be having no fun anymore. But if he's having no fun anymore, that's his fault. Not anybody else's but his. You know, it's not anybody's obligation to make sure men making tens of millions of dollars are having fun in their occupation. I would think that that would be reward in and of itself. 
Let's go to uh, Tommy on the road. Tommy, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M. Could you please share with us your thoughts on Guy Fieri? Uh, he does that drivers, uh, drive-ins, dives, and what's it called? Diners, drive-ins, and dives. I think that's a great show. I watch it often. What do you think? Agreed. I love it. I think it's a And I have, I have eaten at places based on having seen them on the show. As have I. What's your favorite place you went to on the show? I think he mentioned a place here in Pittsburgh. It was called, like, Kelly O's. Kelly O's, yeah. I go I yeah. go there all the time. Not all the time. You know, it's one of those places. Nobody goes there. It's too crowded. Yeah. Do you have anything to recommend from there? Everything. I've been there, like, <laughs> three or four times. But I, but I don't go very often because I don't wait in line, bro. I'm, I'm too tall, too tan, too rich, and too much man to ever wait in line anywhere. Now, if they well, would reserve sir, a table you, for me, I'd be more than happy to show up more. Plus, there are so many good breakfast places. So, I like going right over the hill here. Eggs are us. Love it. Let's go to Dan in the car. Dan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I was just wondering if you ever thought about calling the B team something different, like uh, like the JVs or the minor leaguers. No, the B team seems to have like caught on pretty well. Don't you agree? I, I think it's fabulous. And I'm not mocking the personalities. I think there's some talent over there. I think their format screwed up. I think the way the shows were arranged with everybody working with somebody else, the good guys can't shine, the bad guys drag the good guys down. No question right. about that. But uh, but the guy who runs that place used to be my boss at 1250, and he always has to nickname everything. Like the PM team, Cook and Joe, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you know... It's not a gimmicky business. It's a quality business. At least that's what's always been the case here in Pittsburgh. Right. Let's go to um, Darren in Indiana Township. Darren. What up, man? What up? Two questions. Should I eat Bravo or Olive Garden? And second question is, will Jerry Jones ever fire Jason Garrett? Well, of course he will fire him sooner or later. And I would go to Bravo. Bravo is is very good. I, I rank Bravo ahead of Olive Garden. Although I never tried. What was it? Lasagna with stuff piled on top of it? I never tried that at Olive Garden. Let's go to Joe in Washington, PA. Joe, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Hey, just wanted to find out, uh, uh, with your wrestling deals, have you ever uh, got any good stories about the Ultimate Warrior when he was around still wrestling? I worked with him very briefly in WCW. He was there. For a br- very brief period of time. Did he not uh, wrestle uh, under the name the Dingo Warrior at one yeah, time? Yeah, back in World Class Championship Wrestling, the Von Erichs okay. promotion. Then he went to, to WWE and became the Ultimate Warrior. Then when he came to WCW, I believe he was simply the Warrior. Thanks, Mark. Have a good day. Thank you. I called him Jim. He used to get mad at people when they called him Jim because that's his real name, Jim Helwig. He changed his name legally to Warrior. It's on his driver's license. I just called him Jim, and he never got mad, so I kept calling him Jim. Let's go to Shafe in the car. Shafe, ask Mark anything. Hey, Super Genius. We got uh, two top ten teams battling out on Saturday, Ohio State and Penn State. Who do you like? Yeah, I just don't care. Thanks for the call. I might watch it. I might not. I'll tell you what we got on Saturday. We got number one and number two in the English Premier League, Liverpool and Chelsea. That's what we got on Saturday. And believe me, more people in the world care about Liverpool-Chelsea than care about Penn State-Ohio State. Believe me. Maybe even more people in America. I bet it's closer than you would think. Okay, uh, Steelers tonight. 
Let's hope we didn't talk about this much today because we talked about it last week. Let's hope home Ben shows up on the road. We don't need road Ben. We need home Ben. If the Steelers lose, tomorrow will be Omaha Beach with a bigger body count. 105.9 The X.